This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to the Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. LGBTIQ spoken word events from Australia and from around the world. I'm Dean, and this is the Cheap Seats Podcast Edition. Thanks for joining me. back, we featured YouTube sensation Tyler Oakley speaking at the Summer in the City conference in the United Kingdom. Tonight, we travel to the United States to once again hear from Tyler speaking at a conference in Anaheim, California. We are at VidCon 2015. VidCon is a multi-genre online video conference held annually in Southern California since 2010. So the theme for our panel discussion tonight is sexual orientation on YouTube. It features Tyler Oakley, L.O. Steph, Miles J, R.J., Hannah Hart, and newly out Ingrid Nielsen. The panel is moderated by a very excited Michael Buckley. Topics discussed include bisexuality, growing up LGBT, embracing identities, and the responsibilities of the content creators to act as role models in the community. But now, let's turn our mobile phones to silent and take our seats as a very excited Michael Buckley introduces the panellists and then opens up the discussion with a question about sexual orientation and labels. This is The Cheap Seats on Joy 94.9. Tyler Oakley needs no introduction, so staff it up. With over 7 million subscribers, almost half a billion views, winner of two Teen Choice Awards, recently on The Ellen Show, an award-winning podcast called Psychobabble, an international slumber party tour, and his first book, Binge. The cover is amazing. Thank you. Uh, Out this October, put your hands together for everyone's gay bestie, Tyler. We don't have to applaud. No more applause. God bless. Hello, Steph creates brand. You know, you don't know. You should know these people. Creates um, brave and fearless content on LGBTQ topics such as suicide and suicide prevention and body positivity, self love, and much more in an uh, in an entertaining fashion. She was the winner of the Ellen DeGeneres Dance Dare Challenge. Loves romantic walks to the fridge and is a professional hugger. Miles J has Miles J Productions. A comedian on YouTube and I'm on the top subscribe LGBT themed channels with over 500,000 subscribers. Miles started making videos in 2008 and was complete anime trash. Now his videos consist of improvised sketches, vlogs, makeup tutorials, cleverly titled Beauty for Your Booty, all filmed from his um, California home or his friends in L.A. Yay, Miles! RJ runs the YouTube channel The Not Adam and half of Shep 689. There's Will in the front with his fiance. He's been on YouTube since 2011. He's a panelist with Filter Free TV and the host of The Rebel Report. Yay, RJ! Ingrid Nielsen last <laughs> started out on YouTube 
in 2009, 2009, creating videos about beauty, fashion, and healthy food. Since then, she has amassed 270 million views and over 3.5 million subscribers, inspired by her refreshing content geared towards empowering women. She was a judge on the reality TV competition series Project Runway Threads. She is also the first cover girl ambassador, glambassador. And in June, she came out to her YouTube audience. Oh, this is amazing that they're showing Hannah. It was very good news for Hannah. <laughs> She's been, which has been viewed um, 11 times, 11, 11 times, 11 people saw it, 11 million All times. Us, just um, so thank you, Ingrid. And Hannah was not. She, she's the best selling author, the creator of my drink. The creator of My Drunk Kitchen, part of the trinity that goes out and sells out around the world. And um, so, yes, thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Michael. Oh, my God. Oh, well, goodbye. Thank you. That was good. I would like to start with Ingrid um, since, you know, we've all been on LGBT panels before. I just want to say um, how lucky we are to have her as part of our community. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to our family. Welcome to the family. You know, when I saw Ingrid the other night, I said, I feel like I'm meeting you for the first time. You know, I feel like I'm meeting you for the first time because we're really meeting you for the first time. So just tell us, how does it feel to be here? How does it feel to be here on the stage of the sexual orientation panel? you guys and this feels amazing and this is why I have two pocketfuls of tissues <laughs> it feels absolutely incredible um, I just feel like I am giving all of myself now and it feels truly amazing because not only am I giving myself to other people but my relationships now are more meaningful and deeper because of that and how has been <laughs> She's going to make me so, cry. Oh, my gosh. And, um, Ingrid, well, I mean, but while we've got you, I mean, most of us, I think, a lot of us were out when we started making videos, so we didn't actually come out. You were making videos for many years. Your audience knew you, not sexually identified. So uh, how has been the, the reaction in your real life, too, from people who just in, in life, how's been the reaction? Besides this outpouring of love, but for you, like, what has been the, the, the best part, the scariest part, all of the parts? I think that people in my personal life have been so perfect and wonderful and it's been amazing to see um, just the way that they've all handled it because everyone's different and everyone is supportive in their own unique way and it's just a beautiful thing to see and I think it's you know just I, I just feel so lucky to have amazing people in my life it's just it's really overwhelming and awesome. And oh my gosh, this is happening. At the <laughs> well, we are very <laughs> proud of you. So you guys, it's been a year since our last um, gay panel. A couple of you were on it. I mean, gay marriage is now legal at all. God bless gay marriage. Yes, high-profile yes, content creators. I mean, think about all the people who have come out high-profile since we all last saw each other. Ingrid, Joey, Connor, and how important this year has been for our community. And Shane. Um, and Shane recently saved by... Yay, Shane! 
And I mean, I mean, we are not to be all like pop culture but I mean, thank God for Caitlyn Jenner too the last year because the conversations... <laughs> the conversations that we're able to have because of that. So, um, but just so we can get a better sense of you guys, because this is straight sexual orientation panel, who in the room identifies as um, a gay male? Woo! Who, identifi- who identifies as lesbian? Woo! Who identifies as bisexual? Me. Yes! Who yes. identifies as transsexual? Good Woo! Yeah. 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 Who, who is questioning? Who is a Q in the questioning? That's why we have the Woo! Q. Not, okay. And um, who is asexual? I know some oh, of you are. We talk ace. about this all the time. So let's... And who's straight? Thank you for our allies. <laughs> Thank you for our straights. But I want to... The reason I'm asking this too is anybody can take this question, but we talk a lot about labels and how some people now, the kids in their Twitter bio, it says like, I don't like labels. How are you guys with labels, Tyler and Hannah? Do you, are you, do you okay labeling yourself? Or are you like, no, don't put me in a box? What do you think about labels? Well, I have been oh, I've I've identified as gay for over a decade, um, and long before I joined YouTube. So to me, it's I don't even think about it anymore. Like I think like I, there's we've talked a little bit about how when you come out, you still have to keep coming out because the first time is not to everyone on the universe. You know, it's like you have to tell people as you meet them. But me, I haven't even come out in a long, long time. You don't uh, mind that people, you're, you're like that girl. I'm specifically, I don't, like Raven Simone on The View right. says, I don't identify as black or lesbian. I'm a person and I don't like the label. To so me, I'm just curious. To me, so I was just wondering if anybody up here thought they don't like labels and they feel that I'm way. fine with it, but I respect if people aren't. It's like it's I, I can only speak for my own identity and my own person, and I, I would never say you have to have a label. Okay. For me, I'm like, I'm good labeling myself as I do. But Yeah, I've always thought that like we are using labels to move beyond labels, and so yeah, we have to be accepting of... You know, however anybody wants to self-identify, however they want to label themselves, eventually we're kind of just moving to a place where it's like, you can walk up to me and say, I'm blank. And I'm like, great, but like, how are you today? Like, what's your day like? Let's talk about some common interests. But we will have to evolve past that. And right now we're in a time where having a label gives you a sense of community. It helps you identify your sense of self. It gives you security. So... I think it also, well, having a label also helps with just reality because there are a lot of the, you know, the certain sexualities that people don't think are actually a real thing. So having a label is important because it helps just identify to the rest of the world that you are a thing that is possible. Um, but yeah, I do think that eventually in a perfect world, nobody makes assumptions about stuff that isn't their business. Unless you want it to be your business. But RJ, Uh, let me jump in about bisexuality because it's wonderful that you brought that out because you do identify as bisexual and Shane came out as bisexual and we... But we know what happens. We know what happens in the conversation or in the comment section. What do they always say? He's just gay. And so let's talk about that because there are so many people who are bisexual and why we don't need to be like, oh no, they're gay. Why do you, you know... Well, it's like people call bisexual the silent majority because uh, at the end of the day, because of all the bi erasure, um, it is easier to identify as not bi. 
Um, if you're in a straight relationship, people also, you know, oh, if you're bi, wait, you're dating another man, you're gay. No, your orientation exists independently of who you date or who you sleep with or anything like that. Um, and it is, it, it's easier. It's easier to just kind of fall into the binary um, rather than try to change people's hearts and minds and to have that conversation over and over again about, yes, it's a real thing. Let me bring out the diagram with the Kinsey scale on it. Like, let's just... It, it can get exhausting after a while. So a lot of people do, um, you know, like I said, identify as gay or, or as straight just because it's easier. But I feel like everybody's got a little wiggle room, yes? Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. So let's just talk about orientation on YouTube and stuff. Like, um, Steph, Miles, like, how much of your content is LGBT-based, and do you feel an obligation to do content like that, or what do you think, Steph? Um, well, I started doing a lot of LGBTQ plus content because, you know, I had a lot of free time growing up, and I was gay, so I thought it would just, you know, a great Holla. Hey. <laughs> um, and originally I started it because when I was growing up, I felt really isolated and alone. I went to a private Jewish school, and I was the only gay person. Fun fact, I was sent there because my dad was worried I would date a non-Jewish guy, and hey, you know, it worked. Um, but I felt really alone, and I, I suffered through a lot of depression growing up, and my biggest thing was I never wanted anyone to feel that way. And when people started saying on my videos, I feel less alone, I don't know anyone gay, but your videos show me it's okay, that's when it hit me, and I said, I know I have to do this, so there is never an awkward 13-year-old out there who has to feel that way. And it's the same thing for how I want to raise my children even with you don't want to impose heterosexuality on them you don't want to impose anything like even I always say when I have a daughter she will never be pretty she will be pretty intelligent she will be pretty amazing she will be pretty brave it's just you know demolishing the labels and being that role model and that representation is something I do feel an obligation and it's something I'm proud to do anybody else though like my like my um I pretty much started out like the same way uh Originally, for me, it was just like a creative way to express myself, and especially being um, someone who's gender non-conforming at school and being few and seeing few and far between people who dress like I do or who express themselves the way I did. It was a way for me to um, reach out to other people who were like me and enjoy the things that I like doing too, and to connect with them and see um, to you know get a community and. Um, uh, a lot of my content obviously revolves around LGBT issues because I am an LGBT person and I think that it should be a part of like general daily discussion. <laughs> I mean, it's part of my life. So I, and um, my videos revolve around what happens in my life. So I can't like avoid that. <laughs> um, so like Ingrid, when you came after that video and I noticed when Shane's video, he kind of said, well, I'm never going to, I'm coming out and that's it. Goodbye. Resume content. I'm going to, I'm a comedian. I want to make funny videos. This you know, do you think that you'll talk about it more on your channel? Or was that like, that's my video now back to beauty and other things? Uh, you know, it is a part of my life. So I think naturally it will come up, but it's not something that I'm going to try and force into my videos because it's, you know, being a lesbian is a part of who I am, and there are so many parts of who I am, and I like expressing that. So it will naturally come in, but it's not necessarily going to be in everything. It was kind of funny, though, because when, uh, when I made my first video about bisexuality, I, I thought, okay, I'm going to make this one video. 
and that'll be it. I will never have to talk about it ever again. And then I think after seeing the response, it was like, oh no, maybe there's more to be had here too. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's an obligation, but it's, it's a privilege. It's, a, it's great to be able to help change the world by just being yourself. Absolutely. Um, you know, I was like a self-hating gay for like a really long time. Uh, and so I, yeah, yeah. Anybody else self-hating gay growing up? I mean, <laughs> it's tough. Hopefully you weren't. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah. Well, you hate yourself a little bit. Not anymore. It's great. Um, but no, I, uh, you know, and even, even into the start of my YouTube channel and even, you know, moving to Los Angeles, like I was really hesitant to be... Um, so open and so out and so comfortable because I was like, I was afraid of getting stuck in a box when I was trying to figure out what my career identity was going to be. Like, well, what's Hannah Hart in entertainment going to be? Once everybody finds out I'm gay, they're probably just going to want to put me in like just a specific place. And so a lot of that was rooted in that still like kind of self-hating, don't lock me in somewhere kind of feeling. And I think now, like as I've gotten more comfortable in all aspects of my life, I feel more than ever like a responsibility to the LGBT community and a privilege to be a part of it. And I want to be proud of that. And like, you know, go to a parade. Yeah, I mean, yes. yeah. You guys, so speaking of like being a role model, we talk about this a lot because, you know, Taylor Swift is a role model. She likes it. Rihanna's like, I'm not a role model. Leave me alone. Uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You are all, um, I mean, honestly, th- this panel is just, these are like uh, the most high profile people in the world. I don't, I mean, Tyler is way more high profile and more powerful than anybody in traditional Look at him. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you could, Watch I mean, out, Ellen. Oprah, out of the way. The things that you can do that like if Neil Patrick Harris, as lovely and talented as he is, and as Andy Cohen or Anderson Cooper, as lovely and talented as whatever they are, this, the fact that you can raise a half a million dollars for charity every year just is amazing. Yeah! So, ow, ow. But, so, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but in terms of being a role model, do you feel pressure, like, I have to behave properly and I shouldn't get caught licking a donut? And, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Drag her! Too soon? No, we're friends. Hey, Ari. We're, oh, my God. <laughs> that bad, oh, what but. is that in name? Okay, got it. Um, Does anybody feel pressure about, when you're out, even at VidCon, like, the first year I wouldn't hold a beer because I'm like, oh, I'm a role model. I should not. Do you watch your behavior because you're worried about these things? I am conscious. I am, and I I think it's a good thing for anybody to be conscious, whether you have one person looking at you or a million people looking at you, you are still influencing people. And I didn't realize that until I had spent many years not being conscious. And I didn't care. And I was like, I'm not trying to be something. I'm just being me. And, like, if I offend you, good luck with your life. But, like, I started to realize that what my actions were and what I was saying and what I was doing affected people, whether it was, like I said, one million or a mil- or one person or a million, it's, it's still teaching people that might look up to me, whether I ask for it or not. It's teaching them what I find appropriate and how I think many people should act. And so knowing that, recognizing that, and, you know, being okay with it allowed me to try to be a better me and allowed me to take responsibility for my life, to take responsibility for my past actions, my future actions, be conscious of them, and hopefully use what I have to maybe influence people to be their better selves in some capacity or some type of way. Um, And I, I always say, like, just because you never chose to be a role model doesn't mean you're not. Like, there are many people that will look up to a lot of people on YouTube or in traditional media or whatever, or even in your own lives. 
it's a responsibility that you have. And if you don't want it, I, I would even say it's like, I mean, I'm not saying change your actions, but be conscious of them. Right. And, and, and if, you know, you can act however you want, but that does not mean that you are free of people critiquing that. Consequences. Or, or, or you're not, freedom of speech is not freedom from consequence. Ooh. And yes. Good. That's a t-shirt. That was this. good. That was really good. That's, That's a great that answer. Soundbite that one. Did I say freedom of or freedom from? Freedom of speech is it, not freedom from consequence. There you go. Ahead, go. There you go. Um, go ahead, in that way, hey, Hannah, go. Not to it, Hannah. Thank in you. that way, I really am happy that we kind of, uh, like, I'm, like, I became, I guess, a public figure later in life. Or, like, not later in life, but, like, you know, in my late 20s. You're my 20s. so old. Or a grown-up. I'm <laughs> such a grown-up. But I have done a lot. I've had a lot of rebellious things that I've done in my life that I'm no longer interested in doing. And I've made a lot of mistakes. And I don't know how much we can swear on the Kia mainstay. You can say, oh. I can say damn. I can say damn. I've done a lot of damned up shit. Oh. <laughs> my bad. Anyway, look, we all make mistakes. Kia um, is out of here. I know. They'll hate me. Um, but I made, you know, because you need to, like, grow and experiment and expand and make mistakes and rebel and do all those things. And in that way, I'm so grateful that I became a public figure kind of after yes. that phase in my Absolutely. life. I do not, by any stretch of the imagination, want or envy the people that are younger than us, that are coming into the public eye, who will be judged and scrutinized for their actions because they have been, the right to rebel has been taken away from them because they're a role model. Also, like, nobody's born with a sociology degree. Everyone, I mean, is I very subject to I, uh, the people that they grow up with. I mean, y- you might be growing up in a community where it's normal and actually encouraged to hate certain people. So, like, it, once you go on the internet, I surely learned a lot of stuff um, that I did you not You did, know. and I will, let me jump in on this topic for a second because I remember you, somebody tumbled something you quoted in a video years ago, and you always say, well, I don't feel that way anymore, and now I know better, or whatever, but it's almost like the internet doesn't, because you, if you said, I said, said things in videos like 2007, did I mean it, did I feel it, who knows, who cares? If I know better, I do better now. Don't drag me for something I said five years ago. And you've had to deal with that on Twitter. And I'm like, leave the kid alone. I will say, I think a lot of people say a lot of things. A lot of people are not recorded saying those things. Yes. So, But if we are, I mean, hold me accountable. But I will say, I don't believe in holding anybody accountable if you do not also take their their apologies and their growth and you accept that i i want to i want to also i, I want to not only expect the best from people and growth from people but accept that growth when it does happen so i think you know demanding your idols or your people that you look up to or your influencers to be better is a great thing as long as you also accept educate that they, them just that, educate. They, that they might oh. grow in the process and well, isn't that, that the goal and i'm going to say one thing because you're a lot of you are youtube fans and creators and i'm going to say this i said this in a video the other day and i'm not going to name names but i'm going to tell you this I'm just you, listen to me i'm going to say something team. important quiet i'm going to say something important dad i'm sorry listen to me if you are a fan of somebody who is behaving horribly, and they, we all know they're behaving horribly, and you're retweeting them and they're getting twenty or 30,000 retweets, I'm telling you as a fan, it reflects on you. So just be careful. You know what I'm saying? Like if someone has publicly been in a horrible situation and you're retweeting all these horrible things that like happened last week and I was like, why would you retweet this horrible thing, a derogatory thing? So just be careful. I mean, look, choose wisely when looking up to people. No one is obligated to be the same person they were five minutes ago and no one has the right to scrutinize another person for that. We're all changing. We're all growing every single day. I'm a completely different person than the person I was two minutes ago. Don't you hate when they say to you, you changed since you started. Oh yeah, you're not the same. 
Oh, you. Miles, yeah, you've changed so much. Your content changed. That's the refrain in no, our it's, comments it's like section. like an insult, but don't you want to be like, of course I I'm started like, out yeah. with 20. God. The Cheap Seats for LGBTIQ spoken word events from Melbourne and the world. Every Thursday night at 10 p.m. on Joy 94.9. The other thing I want to bring up too is that look, if you're going to hold people to these standards, you need to also be able to hold yourself to those standards because that is that's something that really bothers me immensely is when people can like like by all means hold your yeah, definitely hold your faves to a standard, but don't like make sure you practice what you preach and make sure that you hold yourself to that standard. And I think also um, something that kind of that, that spins off of this too is the fact that I think we all feel that pressure to constantly kind of be rehearsed and perfect and not make mistakes because we feel that pressure. But at the same time, I know that at least with me and Will, we've we've learned that part of being an example um, and and part of of being I guess role models. I even though I'm hesitant to use the term is all also being able to make mistakes and to own up to them and to be adult about it and to and to be vulnerable and to just uh, like allow yourself to not just let yourself grow from the experience but let everyone else that follows you grow from that experience right. as well because we've you know I, we all go through some rough things and especially when you live your life in front of a camera sometimes the mistakes you make are very public but as long as you're able to to learn from that and turn it into not just something for you, but something that can benefit other people, then I think that's e- even more important than constantly, you know, making sure that you're not accidentally saying something problematic. And kind of going back to, like, identities and stuff, it's like, I I can, from the beginning, I could only speak for myself, but through YouTube, I've learned so much about other identities and other sexualities, and for me, it's been a great place for me to find out and learn, not just, you know, from my own, like, box of where I stand, but to see those people have their own platform, say what they want to say, completely independent from me, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not, it's, it's just, it's a place for me to grow, and that's why I think the community on YouTube has been growing so much, is because these, a lot of the voices don't exist in traditional media, and a lot of those identities are not represented in traditional media, and now that YouTube is a place where y'all get to pick who you want to watch, I think you can find those identities in those voices, and it allows me, at least personally, to learn and grow and figure out more. We have some really good questions. Sometimes when you ask for questions, you're like, scroll. These are great, so thank you. Do you mind if we do some questions from the crowd? Yeah. Georgia wrote, should, and anybody can answer this. This is a really good question, Georgia. Um, should I be worried about not being sure about my sexuality at 16? Nope. I feel like it's weird not to be clear about it. So nope. any advice? A lot of people don't know about their sexuality until they're 50. It's like... Caitlyn Jenner, she, or not even sexuality, but she um, is trans and she just didn't even know or like maybe she had an idea, but like, mm-hmm. she, and she couldn't even like ex- come out. Point until, is, it took a while. Yeah. Everybody so goes it, at a different. Everyone has like a different journey in their life and like how they want to express themselves and how do they I want to identify and, you know, what word they want to use to identify themselves. It's, differs for everybody so if you don't know and you're 16 and plus you're young so and i think we all feel that way so yeah. don't be worried enjoy yeah. your journey this and when you meet the right person you feel the right feelings you'll be like oh that's great until then why worry about it i think it's so funny that people 
I mean, I understand this, but I was even talking with, um, I wonder if I, I'm really about to embarrass my sister. Uh, I was talking to my little sister the other day and she's like, how do you know when you like someone in that way? You know, how do you know? And it's just kind of the same mm. way, you know, when you like fall in love, it's just like, oh, well, when you know, you know, like the amount of time you want to spend with them, the feeling you get around them. So don't try and worry so much about what your crush or your feelings mean for you in your identity. Just kind of allow yourself to grow in those feelings. And then the identity aspect will come thereafter. And also, I would say it's like, if you don't know if you like a certain type of person, it's also okay to be asexual or aromantic and yeah. not... It is, it is. And thank you to everybody in the YouTube community who's educated us you know, about that, because I was not. I'm like, people are asexual, and yeah. it is a real thing, and I'm grateful for that. Like, I learned so much from my own audience, and they have taught me so much about the, uh, these different identities that I, I just don't, I haven't yet come into contact with necessarily, or I haven't yet had these deep conversations with necessarily. My audience has held me accountable to know about these things because it's important to everyone and I don't want to act like you should have a crush on someone you should Absolutely. want a cert- to date a certain gender or they blah 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 you uh, to me it's like I want to learn from y'all and when they w- y'all have taught me that like you don't have to yeah. Um, and, oh, oh, sorry. Did any of you not know as a kid or how old did you? Did it, were you questioning for a year? You knew right away. I knew it for. Did I came, my know? coming out was coming out of Staff, the womb. Go down the line. When <laughs> did you know to yourself? You knew at what age, dear? Um, I knew after I Day saw one. Rent one. when I was 13. Yeah. How old? 13, after I saw so when you were 11, 12, 10, were yep. you thinking you liked boys at 10, 11, 12? Or you no, weren't I thought it? I was asexual at first. You did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you? I knew immediately in second yeah. grade. Yes, I was like, "This boy, he likes to eat markers, and he's really cute." And I, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I started feeling things in like middle school, but I didn't really let myself like. I didn't say the I am by until twenty one. I would say, wow, yeah. even though I will also say too, just because you choose a label now doesn't mean you're married to it. Right. Absolutely, life. great. So point. that's another thing. I just wanted to make sure we put that in there, Ingrid. Uh, well, I always knew that I loved girls. I always had crushes on girls secretly. Um, and I think it really hit me when I was in high school and I was like, yeah, yeah I love girls it. and my body wants to do so many things. <laughs> and bro. And I mean, you spoke about it so beautifully in your video too. And I and I remember you said also you ta- and you talked about being insulted as we all were growing up. And someone said to you lesbian, and you said you went home and thought so what? That's yeah, what, like, like, well, that, how that's is that me. an insult? You know? Yeah, it's like well, what's wrong with that? Because that's definitely me. <laughs> I love that you said that though. Guilty. Hannah, you knew you did you have. Well, how old oh to yourself? Um, how old? I don't know, you know, because it's like, I guess when I was, I remember being in kindergarten and being like, I, I remember that the, my like female friends or like the girls in the sandbox gave me like a special feeling and then like in my heart and then the boys in the sandbox, I was like, you know, I mean, they were like my buds, you know? Uh, and then I remember... I remember distinctly, like, in, like, middle school, like, looking around the room and being like, what guy do I like? Oh, she is so pretty. 
<laughs> now, speaking of liking people, as people on YouTube, it's got to be difficult to date and make those connections. I mean, and to you, Steph, uh, you know, you guys make videos. You know, people know your significant others on camera. Is that, I mean, re- relationships are challenging enough anyway. What are some of the, RJ, what are some of the challenges, oh, though, what? of dating publicly? It's like a reality show for yourself. You're your own producer, so you well, can milk the storyline whatever way you want. But- here's the thing, though. We were dating, like, two years before we started, like, actually doing, like, video videos together. So we already knew we had, like, a strong foundation. We knew we were in it for keeps um, before we started doing this. So I guess my experience is atypical uh, in that regard. Not to mention, too, that, like, it, it was funny meeting him and then using YouTube to stalk him because he was already making videos. And, yeah, he's YouTube OG, this one right down there. Um, oh, it's, it's weird. You get used to it after a while. Yeah. It's something that you definitely, um, yeah, it takes some getting used to. But if at, now it's like, you know, I'm on camera, I don't bat an eyelash. Right. Um, especially since we now we know that it's something that means something to so many people. Right, yeah. Some of you guys in the crowd, I can see. Um, yeah, it, it be, the, because it means something to so, so many people, if anything, that makes it even better. It, because it's not just me sharing love with one person. I get to share my, our love with thousands of people. Thank you, RJ. And staff. It's great. Staff, how's your experience? Um, well, my beautiful girlfriend is the adorable blonde. She is beautiful. Right there, she is. Who I love very much. And can I just say, because Hannah and I have talked about this before and stuff, I love that there are three lesbians on this panel. It's amazing, because it really is. We always have Yum. one, and we're like, we need more. <laughs> and I also love that there was a different panel that Hannah suggested last year. You said we need to have an identity. Anyway, sorry, sorry, Steph, go. Oh, you're fine. All about that lesbian visit. <laughs> last that year. About Steph's relationship. Challenges relationships. Well, originally, I was not planning on putting my relationship online because I'm a very private person, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep that on the DL. But I understand because y'all are really professional internet stalkers, (laughs) and I'm impressed because I do it too. So people started to find my girlfriend. At first, my girlfriend, who knew nothing about YouTube when we were dating, was like, what's going on? And then I had to come out as a YouTuber to her, (laughs) which was actually harder than coming out as gay. But um, Well, I hope she would know you were gay. (laughs) Yeah, well, she knew that. (laughs) You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. I love this question from Tina is topical. How do you think LGBTQ issues will have changed a year from now? So is the, what are we going to be talking about a year from now that we're not talking about now? What do you see as like the next big thing or what's more work do we need to be doing or what aren't we talking about? You're good at that question. That What aren't we talking about? I really hope that we're going to start talking about protections for trans people. Yes, thank you. Yeah. We also... Thank you. Yes. We also really need to be talking about uh, protection just for LGBT people in general and their jobs, for hotels, for travel, just all around that. I think also, I mean, uh, treating it like worldwide, uh, things are not just what's happening in America. And the, the fact that people are being killed just for 
who they speculation are. of who they are. Right. Not even just like admitting their identity, but even right. being speculated as such uh, in a lot of countries. Like that is a thing that I don't know if a lot of people know, and that's scary to me. It's um, definitely important to make sure that as as awesome as victories are, you know, with like the Supreme Court, like it was, uh, employment non discrimination. I think was also just struck down by the courts too. But it's important that even as much as things can continue to be awesome here, like the work is. Far from done, but Russia. It's also you, good to celebrate the victories. Oh, for sure, along for sure. I, I don't believe in people being like, right? We have gay marriage, but there's still so much more to do. There's no celebrating yet. Yes, there is celebrating. No, let's yeah, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, enjoy yeah, the celebrate. moment. No, but we yeah, have so on. much to be grateful Definitely for every year. Yeah, um, go ahead. It's mom. good to be conscious, like right. you know, as you celebrate, like yay, and then afterwards, like okay, let's turn down and talk about what else we're gonna do in order to you know make the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. So. I have a question to anybody because it's an interesting because a lot of people. Do you think content creators have an obligation to come out to their audience? Anybody have any thoughts on that? No. Oh. No. 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 I have Definitely. thoughts. <laughs> I would love your thoughts. C H O T S. Um, I do. That's what the kids are saying, I guess. I the kids they say so many things. Um, (laughs) I and I try and keep up. Uh, My thought, you know, we there was a panel that um, I did earlier this weekend called "Social Responsibility to a Younger Audience," and you know, because I think um, because I have a younger sibling, and because we are influencers, and because we have this like role kind of placed upon us, I take it as a huge like privilege to have so many people I'm accountable to to make me a proud and better version of myself. And if someone feels that they need, if someone feels like they need to hide something, that's a pretty good indicator that they need to just get it out of themselves. I'm not saying everybody needs to make an announcement if they don't want to make an announcement. But if they're like, oh, no, I don't, I mean, I'm never going to tell anyone. Uh, Maybe rethink your thinking. If you're like, I just don't feel the need then that's kind any, of the gauge. Any other thoughts on that? Um, I feel it, it depends, you know, just coming out. Like, I don't know. Like, you don't know what type of situation that person could be in with their family or their friends or, like, what their life revolves around. So um, asking them to come out could be a really huge deal for them and could change a lot of things in their life that they might just not be ready for at that time. Yeah. So it takes a lot of like mental preparation and just like being ready to say okay, not only to yourself but to other people. It's but definitely most importantly to yourself. For sure. It's definitely not something because it is because it be, can become such a, a a thing that means so much to so many mm-hmm. people. It's important I think to definitely let people wait till they're ready to do it so that they're more um, able to accept you know, uh, the, the, the extra attention and the extra obligation or maybe responsibility or something like that. It's not something that I feel like people should have forced on them uh, as, as much as sometimes the reality of the situation, that that is the case. And um, I think it's also important not just to kind of own up to stuff like sexuality, but um, I think there was a great part of Shane's coming out video that kind of flew by certain people where he said, um, I've made fun of bi people in the past, but I was probably just projecting. That to me was... Even more huge than the um, than the actual like announcement itself, because that 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 was about owning up to not just who you are, but some of the mistakes that you've made. And that was, I think, incredibly you know adult of him and fantastic. Do you think? Oh, go ahead, Ingrid. 
I think that the obligation first and foremost is to yourself, to give yourself the space that you need to accept yourself and to be gentle on yourself because, you know, it's a journey and just just take it one step at a time. Be gentle because you're doing the best that you can. And I think also one last thing, sorry. Oh yeah. Um, yes, it's really brave and courageous to self-identify and to come out or whatever, however you do it. But it's also, to me, really brave to wait for you to be ready and wait for it to be safe because not everyone has the privilege of having a home or a country even where you can and knowing when it's right for you is goes hand in hand with knowing when it's right so that you don't put yourself in danger and you are making sure that you have that support system if everything doesn't necessarily go as planned because I just I think it's super important to stay safe yes. and uh, and also I think sharing your truth no not everybody deserves your truth I think people deserve uh, if I, I I don't know how to yeah, necessarily that's a, you say you know it. I was doing a I shot a video the other day and one of the questions that came up was how do I leave um, a toxic friend group like everyone in my friend group from the past is like homophobic and racist and all the bad things like how do I like how do I get out of this friend group um, it's like bye like, advice yeah right <laughs> bye. advice for it but it's kind of like you know you can. What I decided was that if you feel comfortable confronting them by being like, that thing you just said, I don't agree with. And actually, it's why I'm distancing myself in this friendship because we have different viewpoints. And if you can take that stance, there might be someone else in the friend group that thinks that way and is too scared to talk up. Or you can just detach and you can distance yourself. But I think if you feel comfortable and safe enough to voice your opinion like, hey, actually, brah, my cousin's gay. So every time you say that slur, it makes me feel horrible. Quick heads up. You might want to give it that chance if you feel safe. Um, do you think there's a... Do you, very good. Yeah. Do you guys think that there's a right or wrong way to come out on social media? Or do you have any advice or any examples that you thought... I mean, Joey came out via music video. It was so elaborate. Are there any examples of coming out via social media that you thought, that was great? Or, ooh, it could have been a little smoother? Or do you have any advice for coming Waterproof out on social media? Waterproof mascara? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Drag <laughs> I don't think it's anybody's place to ever say you did it right, you did it wrong. I think people's journeys are their own. Yeah. And yeah. anybody that wants to tell somebody how to live can go away. Right. Um, I do. Oh. And also it's like, I think, sorry, uh, I see some people saying like, oh, you want to, uh, somebody is only doing it to capitalize or to, you know, have. Publicity stunt, I'm marketing just, strategy, just like, comments on the, the how YouTube How dare sites. you? It's so horrible that How dare say you? That. I, it's. Uh, that, Let's just assume for fun that all of that is true. It's still their right to do what they want with their channel, their life, their journey. Can I? Period. End of sentence. Anna, thank you. No problem. Um, Ingrid, can I ask you a question? Yes. What percentage of, because like Ingrid coming out, like there's, as we're all familiar with, there's not a lot of like, um, you know, like super feminine representation of lesbians in media. And like, there's not enough of that going on in traditional media, et cetera, et cetera. And there's not enough representation, frankly, of lesbians in media at all. Anyway, um, what percentage of like comments in your comment section after that video was like, nah, 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 not true. Like she's just doing it for attention. I think it's, I think it's around like 10%, um, which is 
which is really large in comparison to, you know, I would say the, the males that have come out on YouTube. And it really was, I, I was taken aback by it a little bit because when I would read comments from people saying like, well, you don't look like a lesbian. Oh, you know, my response is, well, it has nothing to do with how I do my hair, the lipstick that I wear, how I dress myself. It's who I love. It's not all of this. Yes. Something... One, one other thing, one other thing that also kind of bothers me is that you know when all of these coming outs happened and and a lot of people were being salty. Some of the the salty comments were coming from LGBT content creators, which really made me upset. Really? Yes. I saw that too, and I was really disappointed. What? I know. I got yeah. blinders on. I didn't see that. Yeah, there, there. Yeah, there are just people being salty. I think. I mean, there, there's definitely. It, it can be sort of tempting to like see the flood of support and the flood of attention, and to just be like, man, you know, if only, you know, that must be nice. I would like to experience that. Uh, and I guess since I've been out, with the exception of one video that I posted on YouTube that I don't like to talk about, um, with, I've pretty much been out the whole time. So you know, it's it's tempting to kind of see that and be like, man, I wish I could go on Ellen and get ten grand. But at the same time, it's like, no, you're what you sound like is the kid at the birthday party who is jealous that the birthday boy, girl, child, whatever is getting more attention than you. And it's just like it's just not a good look. It's okay. not a good Th- look. Thank so. you, RJ. For listening to a Joycast from Joy ninety four point nine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.